Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. The United Way of Southern Chautauqua County has their annual campaign underway. We learn more from Executive Director Amy Roller. The United Way of Southern Chautauqua County recently kicked off its annual campaign with a goal to raise $1.4 million. United Way Executive Director Amy Roller joins us in the WRFA studios today, so welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you so much, Julia. So one thing I noticed when we had the kickoff last month is that this goal is $100,000 more than the last few years. It had been $1.3 million goal for a while. So tell us about the reason for the increase. So certainly the need continues to increase. Uh, Our nonprofit agencies are having some of the same struggles that many of our businesses are around staffing, inflation, and, and the need hasn't gone away. You know, we, we talk about, you know, mental health needs for youth. And, uh, you know, I think about even the Surgeon General recently released a report about an epidemic of loneliness and how loneliness, um, however it's defined, is the equivalent from a health perspective of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And so it just shows me that the programs that we're supporting are more important than ever. And we also had um, our campaign chairs, Rex and Mickey McRae, who wanted to set it to be a stretch goal. You know, one of the things that Rex said is maybe if we don't make the goal, people will start to actually give us money and realize, you know, that we really need everybody to participate in this campaign. So I personally think we're going to have no trouble meeting that goal. If you actually look at our donors, really it's less than 5% of people that donate to United Way in Chautauqua County. And if we could just double that, I think we could raise 1.5 million. So, um, you know, part of part of what I do is just encourage everybody to participate. And it doesn't have to be a lot. In fact, one of the things that um, we're sort of focusing on is a line from our campaign video, which comes from one of the people that we interviewed Her name was Becky, and she got all kinds of support from United Way programs. She now works at the YWCA, and she says in the video, if everybody gave a little, we'd have a lot. And, you know, it's simple, but it really makes a big difference to have more and more people participate. Mm -hmm. And... While the event you had in September was the official campaign kickoff, you've been working on raising funds even before that. We, we do. We have kind of a public-facing campaign, really, September through the end of the year, when you're really going to hear us, see us, you see yard signs, you know, lots of social media. And we actually are almost to 20% of our goal right now. So um, we, we, we sent out a mailing. I hope some people who are listening got that mailing and turned it around and sent in their donation. 
Um, but I think I think we're going to meet the goal this year. I do. And your your campaign co-chairs, they have some things up their sleeves as well in terms of things they want to do. They do. So this year, for the first time, um, under the leadership of Rex McRae, who some people know, really sort of started backyard curling in our community, they are going to do the uh, first annual Backyard Curling Mix and Match. And that's November 17th. And there's only room for, I think, um, I think 100 teams might be the maximum that we can do. But it's essentially a curling tournament. But we're also going to have a time for anybody to learn how to curl. So that would be me. I have never curled. Um, but you can bring family. It's a great night with friends. You know, there's going to be like some appetizers and some cocktails. And it's really just a chance to support United Way, have a great time, and just an, a new way for people to be engaged in the campaign. Now, you may not know this, Amy, but I I am part of a, a championship-winning team of backyard curlers here in Jamestown. Well, I hope that you will have a team because maybe you would win. I don't know how the tournament is going mm-hmm. to work, but it's I've been told it's a total points tournament. And so that allows you us to do it a little more faster than probably a traditional tournament. Right. We can probably finish it in about an hour and a half. So each team, uh, whoever will win, will be the one that has the most points. See, now I'm talking about things I don't know. So please, no one ask me about curling after this because <laughs> I will be learning how to curl at 530 on November 17th. So, and it is funny, like you talk about curling, it is a, it's a unique activity around here because the way we do, cur- the curling is done in Jamestown is different than what you see on Olympic, you know, at the Olympic Games. There's no brooms involved. Right. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a lot more accessible, I think, to all ages, too. Oh, yeah. So it's a very fun activity. My, my husband still is involved in the team. I just, I don't have the time to also be part of the team myself this time around. But yeah, no, I think this is a, a really cool way to bring in people to the sport and also just uh you know give money to the united way as well in a different way right and you know one of the things that we're realizing more and more is a lot of people actually don't know what united way does and so this is an opportunity for us to expose that expose people maybe who don't quite know um or sometimes people have maybe an outdated notion of united way um or they don't know locally what that looks like and you know, one of the things that we really try and impress is that 100% of your gift stays local. It all stays right here in Chautauqua County, helping people in this community. But also, most of us have probably been impacted by a United Way funded program. We just didn't know it was supported by United Way because we fund 42 programs here. And that's a lot. And some of them are very familiar, 4-H and Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, Meals on Wheels, Red Cross, um, but some, you know, like the Chicago Blind Association, I've had people say, well, I don't know anyone who's blind, but they do preschool uh, vision screen. Last year, they screened 3,500 children across Chautauqua County. And what they can do is they have a special piece of equipment that can know your prescription with a very, very high degree of accuracy um, and identify vision problems way before anyone could ever read the board. They can actually screen infants as young as six months old. And my daughter, when she was three, she was at our private preschool that we sent her to. They came in. They did screenings with all the kids. And it turned out she needed glasses. And so I had never even taken her to the eye doctor. And that was completely free to me because it's supported by United Way. So um, there's just a lot of ways that many of us are impacted by these programs and they need to stay around. Um, um, So exposing people to what really locally we're doing 
um, is really important to us in this year's campaign. And when it comes to, uh, you mentioned the 42 programs, there's 29 agencies mm-hmm. you know, that you're working with. What are you hearing from these agencies and some of the things that they're encountering that why they need help from United Way? So we bring those agencies together quarterly. That's part of the requirement of getting funding from United Way. And they often bring staff, too. So we just held a quarterly roundtable um, for our funded community partners. It was actually last week. And we had, I think, around 50 people there. And um, one of the reasons we do this is it encourages collaboration. It builds relationships. You know, even though you would think nonprofits in a small community like ourselves, they would know each other, they often really don't. It's an opportunity to share information um, and even to kind of better their program. So, you know, one of the things that came up was we had an agency that announced they had just received a grant and they could do... Um, training and social, emotional, and mental health support with seniors. And they would actually go to your location and do that training with the seniors you were serving. And so they could announce that and immediately make contact with several agencies to get those programs set up and running. And it was at no cost to those agencies because they had received this grant. Uh, The Red Cross was planning a a, a a disaster preparedness day in November, looking for locations, looking for partners, and it was going to be a better event if they spoke and connected with some of the agencies that worked with their target audience, you know, around disaster preparedness, and in particular, winter preparedness as well. Um, We used that opportunity to bring representatives from the city of Jamestown and their Great Cities Good Jobs grant. And Jamestown Public Schools, uh, who we are working with to fund through the IDEA coalition an adult, as a uh, sorry an adult English language classes at the schools, and we had a kind of brainstorming session around the challenges and barriers that we thought Spanish speaking individuals would face in attending these classes, what we might need to kind of overcome when it came to communication and recruitment. We even had our nonprofits look at a draft of a flyer for the classes to give their feedback on, you know, that won't work or that will work because they're already working with some of the potential students who are Spanish speaking or are underemployed or unemployed. So so we sort of do the work that we do um, that people don't see sometimes on our brochure is the convening work, the bringing people together, um, creating and carving out the time and space for both natural partnerships and sometimes what I would call unnatural partnerships. You know, sometimes Prevention Works, who works primarily with youth, isn't seen as a partner when it comes to working with seniors. And yet there's a lot of like places for them to network and, and collaborate together on some key sort of outcomes. So And then bringing in government, bringing in education, bringing in the schools. Um, So that's, you know, and one of the things we heard from them are, you know, again, not surprising to anyone, but staffing, finding staffing is nearly impossible. And um, nonprofits often don't pay as much as a for-profit corporation. So that's a huge issue. Burnout, you know, among staff continues to be something that, even though it feels like we're past the pandemic, I'm not sure that we're past the sort of exhaustion of of that, um, especially when you're working with high needs families. And um, and then and then we actually did have a conversation too about just the mental health needs of both youth and seniors. And 
um, and trying to find creative ways to, to meet those needs as well. So uh, just lots happening in the space. And I'm always just honestly so impressed with the people who work in the nonprofit sector. They're passionate. They want to help and support people. They are so mission-driven. And um, we just have some really fantastic people leading and working in those organizations. And one thing I'm getting from you is that sometimes people think, well, United Way is just a pass-through for mm. this money to go. In. But you're, it's more, you do much more than that. And you know, you're working with these organizations to help them be the best they can be, mm-hmm. with, especially with the funds that you, they're receiving. And you're also doing... You have your own, I would call maybe internal groups. And you mentioned one of them with the, um, I, I just always simply say it, the IDEA Coalition, the IDEA Coalition being one of them. And then you have things like the Alice Experience and uh, VITA program and everything that you do in-house. And could you maybe give an update or even just tell people who maybe are not as familiar, what are some of these internal programs you're doing? Yeah, I think that's important because while we are supporting 42 local programs, um, uh, we're doing much more than that. And your donations support that convening work, that collaboration, that partnership building work. We are often working with nonprofits to help strengthen the sector, you know, in a lot, build capacity in the sector. But we also do run our own internal programs. And um, the IDA Coalition, which stands for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Accessibility, you know, that's something that we've sort of emerged as the what's called the backbone agency, which means we provide administrative support and fundraising for the IDA coalition, which recently completed a series of listening sessions with communities that have been historically marginalized to hear from them what they see as the biggest issues in our community, some of the challenges they're facing and out of those conversations and those town hall meetings, three priorities have emerged. And it's in business and jobs, it's in education, and it's in um, what we've called community and social activities. And so now we're working on developing solution teams. And this coalition has 45 members. Um, um, and those are organizations that are committed to this work. But we are very much um I guess, very much focusing our efforts on building solutions with communities themselves. So it's not just like, you know, Amy at United Way thinks this is the best solution to this business problem. It's no Amy working with many other organizations, including community members who are struggling to find work or can't get a business started. We're going to come up with a solution to that problem together. And so ultimately, it's going to benefit everyone. And Something, and I, I'm not sure where I was having a conversation. Someone brought up, they said, you know, back in uh, May 2020, when, you know, George Floyd was murdered in, in uh, Minneapolis, they said, you know, and there were, there was rallies held and there was, uh, you know, protests held here, even here in Jamestown. People said, well, what came out of that? And, you know, what is really happening? And, I, and I've said, you know, well, if you look at this, you know, the Idea Coalition, I said, that is something very solid that is happening, you know, where people are trying to work on solutions of issues within the community, you know, regards to racism and equity. And so I said, you know, maybe not every community has this, but at least Chautauqua County has something that's a countywide effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things we heard, and it was in a a town hall meeting in Jamestown, was 
um, somebody who had been um, a business owner. He had finally sort of started his own business. He didn't speak English, but he was a great mechanic. And he, he told the story of how challenging it was for him to get the forms he needed or get registered and, and do all the proper things he needed to do. And and that was something that he had heard from other people that was really challenging. And so that's part of why business is a focus. Like, how can we make it, how can we just reduce barriers that people have to flourishing, right? And that's the mission of the coalition. It's to um, make Chautauqua County a place where everybody belongs and has opportunities to thrive. You know, that's what we really want for everyone in this community. One of the other things that you have is, We've talked, I think we talked about this, I want to say back um, in like spring, or maybe it was actually when I say spring, I probably really mean earlier this year in winter, once your campaign was done, we talked about the Alice experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about raising, we always say that issues in a community are never, they're never just one, there's some, and then some of them can all come out of one thing, like poverty is something where you can have someone in poverty who. It's not just that they can't get a job, and it's not just they can't get childcare, but it's a lot of things. And I think this experience, you've been working on it, you've rolled it out now, yes? Yeah, so um, ALICE stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. So it's an acronym, and it identifies what you would call kind of a hidden demographic when we talk about poverty. Because oftentimes when we talk about poverty, we're thinking of people below the federal poverty line, we're thinking of people on public assistance, And yet there's a group of people who are essentially the working poor, who are struggling to make ends meet, often one crisis away from being in poverty and having to make pretty difficult choices. So they're experiencing financial hardship. And we developed what's called the Alice Experience to help people understand better some of those challenges and barriers and why they exist. And we have now done this Alice Experience in many different groups with many different individuals and um, gotten a lot of positive response. People, it's only an hour and 15 minutes. It's not a lot of your time. It's a great thing to do with leadership of a company, um, helps you understand your clients, helps you understand your customers, because you know 50% of Chautauqua County households are Alice or below. So they're experiencing some kind of financial hardship. And having an ability to empathize with that um, and maybe be, decide to become part of the solution to why and how we can overcome some of those barriers has been really profound for a lot of people. So um, in the past, we've done it with sort of individual companies, but we are opening it up to anyone in the community that might want to attend. And we're having one November 1st at 4 p.m. The location is still being determined and you're going to start to see some rollout of it, you know, some Facebook and social media, and we'll send it out to, you know, a few uh, companies a flyer and that sort of thing, but um, it really gives you a sense of empathy and understanding for the challenges that Alice families face. And it was developed from the real stories of families in our community. We didn't make it up, you know, we didn't throw situations at you to make you think it was really, really harder than it was. Like these are actual families, you know, with some details changed to protect people's privacy. So uh, really recommend it for anyone, particularly who interacts and has customers and clients that are Alice and that's probably most of our customers and clients. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we kind of live in a society where there's hot takes about why something is or why someone is the way it is and here how we fix it. And I think building empathy is very important. Mm-hmm. And this 
Yeah, and I, I think I said, and when I was thinking about it, I could, it was our own community conversation that we had on poverty was yeah, where we talked about it. Yeah. And it's my memory is one of those things. I need to work on that. So, but yeah, it's like empathy building is, I think, a really good place to start with yeah. solving an issue because people need to understand. I mean, I think that's what it is. People don't understand. They don't have the knowledge. You know, either they don't know what United Way it is, they don't know what it is to live in poverty, or they don't understand the level of difficulty people in poverty right. uh, They're face. employees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people's, most employees are coming from Alice households. Um, and, you know, um, that's one of the things that we do at United Way. You know, when you think about, like, what, what your donations support, part of what we do is about an education of the community, about the needs of the community, um, looking to see where there are gaps, and then how do we create programs then that are supporting Alice families, the working poor, you know? So that's... You know, and the more that we're doing this Alice experience, the more connections we have with companies and individuals that become partners then in that work, right? Um, how do we help someone buy a home? How do we help them get a car? How do we help them budget, you know, so that they can they can begin to thrive and flourish? One of the issues that comes up in this Alice experience, and this will surprise no one, but it's childcare, right? Childcare is extremely expensive and there's not enough of it. So what can we do as a community to overcome some of those challenges? And then once kids get in school, it gets a little better and a little easier and a little cheaper for families. Um, but what do they do before you know the age of three or four when that's not an option? So um it's, I, I really, really recommend it. It's a great tool um, that we've used around education and awareness and community building and just really excited about doing it more and more in the community. Another program that you do is mainly people access it when it comes to, you know, early spring and, mm -hmm. and spring, but you're looking for volunteers now is the, the VITA program. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so VITA stands for, by the way, have you noticed I live in the world of acronyms? <laughs> Alice, VITA. Um, I have to explain, I have to remember that people don't always know what they stand for. So VITA stands for uh, Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. And what we do is we train volunteers, certify them through the IRS to do taxes for working families and seniors that are eligible. And actually, most households are eligible. I believe the threshold this year is 62000 uh, and so, you know, instead of spending your money paying somebody to do taxes, you can have your taxes done for free, and then that money goes back into your pocket, right? And and you have that. Um, and so they help a lot of families get earned income tax credit. Last year, and this is a countywide program, by the way. We partner with United Way of Northern Chautauqua County. We have one, one VITA coordinator for the whole county. And last year, our VITA program served um, more than 1,400 families and brought more than $2 million in refunds back to working families and seniors in this community. And it's done through mostly volunteers. It is a very it is a very good return on investment. We spend, I think our budget for VITA is around 7,500, and we brought back $2 million in refunds. So that's a fantastic return on investment. And we owe it to our volunteers. Uh, and I'll tell you, not everybody wants to do taxes as a volunteer activity. So uh, if you're out there, people, um, <laughs> we would love to have you volunteer. You don't have to be a tax professional. Um, most of the taxes that we do are very simple. We do we train you. Um, we have support from site coordinators and our VITA coordinator. Um, if you're doing taxes and you come across an issue, there's always a backup every tax preparation appointment 
has someone doing their taxes and then a second person doing a quality review. So two people actually put their eyes on your tax return. Um, and so we are just constantly looking for, we actually could do more. We just don't have enough volunteers. Mm. Um, and all of our appointments usually fill up really fast. Um, a lot of them take place at the library, um, as kind of our primary place, but we can also do tax returns, um, what's kind of virtually where people just drop off their materials and then our volunteer does the return. We have a couple of people who actually live in Florida and they do it because it's all done online and then they come and they pick it up and somebody reviews it with them. So there's a lot of opportunities. And even though tax season feels really far away, probably to most of us, um, now's the time that we are really looking for volunteers. Um, and we start training in December and then early January for people but if anyone has questions, please tell them to reach out to United Way. We would love to talk to them about volunteering. How can they reach you about that? Probably the easiest is just to call us. So it's 716-483-1561. Um, and you can actually, I can't remember what you pushed to reach our VITA program manager. But if you listen to the message and no one picks up, you can leave a voicemail for Joe, who um, coordinates it countywide. But you know, anyone in our office can connect people to that volunteer opportunity. And, you know, hopefully people will start to see as we get a little bit past campaign, um, some more social media and, you know, press releases about looking for Vita volunteers. And they'll start to see that in their digital channels, I hope so. And mm-hmm. coming back to the campaign, which is why, why I have you in here today, um, there are a variety of ways people can donate. A lot of folks probably are used to donating through their workplace mm-hmm. and, and getting getting that um, presentation from you or someone, uh, you know, one of the organizations coming in saying, here's, you know, here's the video from this year. And yeah, I remember that from my days at, at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how are some of the ways, maybe people who don't have that usual way to donate, how can they give to the United Way's campaign this year? I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because... One of our primary strategies for reaching people and asking them to donate is through workplaces, but not every workplace runs a United Way campaign. So there's just a lot of people who literally never get asked to donate. Um, And we're trying to be creative about finding ways to reach them. Um, And, you know, we don't send a letter out to everyone. We send a letter out primarily to people who are retired. And, um, And so... If you are passing by a street and you see a United Way sign in someone's yard, there's a QR code on there. If you scan that QR code with your phone, you can watch our campaign video and you can learn about Becky's story. You can learn about Brenda's story. You can learn about Jordan's story, all of whom are featured in our video. Uh, scan that QR code and, it, and then you see the video and it goes right to the donate page and you can donate. Um, you can actually pull out your phone right now and you can text Better United to 91999 and you'll get to the same place, which is our campaign video and a donate page. And, And by the way, you can set up on your credit card a monthly donation, you know, just like you would with payroll deduction. You could say, I want to donate $2 a month. You type it in and lo and behold, $2 a month will come out of your credit card. And so you know, typically people think of United Way as a just it's only payroll deduction. And that's really great for people who have that option because you don't miss it, you know, comes out, it's $5 a week, but, you know, it makes a really big impact when it's combined with everybody else's gifts. Um, 
but you can donate via credit card. Uh, you can certainly like mail us a check, you know, and once you mail us that check, trust me, you will be on our list and then you will get sent a letter every year. So, you know, our address is 208 Pine Street in Jamestown. Um, sometimes we have people just drop off donation. I have somebody who every quarter comes in with a $25 check for me. And we chat for a little bit, and that's how he likes to make his gift. He just drops it off at some point. So, uh, I, you know, I just I kind of want people to know that if you've never been asked to donate to United Way, it's not because we don't want you to. It's because we just haven't found you, and we didn't know that you weren't getting the message. And there's just a lot of places that don't run a workplace campaign. So when you go to your dentist, when you go to your doctor, you know, many of these places don't run a campaign. And so, you know, maybe consider asking them, hey, do you guys donate to United Way? Um, you know, it helps us out. Um, we have a very, very small team at United Way. So we rely heavily on volunteers and the community to help us spread the word about the impact. Um, do you have a way that you are maybe trying to reach out to small businesses who maybe don't have that large, you know, staff, like they're not a Cummins, they're not mm-hmm. the city of Jamestown kind of situation that maybe where they could work on ways to be involved? We do. We started last year, the 365 Small Business Circle, and got a lot of businesses to donate just a dollar a day. Um, that was doable for most small businesses. And um, we acknowledge them in a special way. We'll go to your business, take a picture. We'll bring you a yard sign, um, lots of social media tagging, acknowledge them on our annual report and on our website, because we really think the tie between local business and the local impact we have is a really strong partnership. And really, a dollar a day is manageable. And so uh, small businesses, if you're interested in being part of our 365 Small Business Circle, uh, if you go on our website, there's information about that. Um, and, um, you know, send us a check for $365 and we will come find you. <laughs> we will come visit your business. Um, but timing wise, we, we're here in beginning of October and your campaign runs until in beginning of January. Yeah, we, we really wrap it up usually technically at the end of January. But for most people, when they're thinking about charitable giving, they're usually thinking about it towards the end of the year and then kind of drops off the radar. But we really do take donations at any point in the year. And we typically will wrap up and do a campaign celebration at uh, the end of January, where we kind of announce like how much we've raised and we do some prizes and we do an award that's like we call it the impact award and give some awards out to people who've been really having a strong impact in the community. We want to acknowledge them. It's a really fun event. Um, I hope that when we get to January, we will be saying that we raised $1.5 million. It would be awesome to exceed our goal by $100,000. The need is certainly, certainly there. So it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm always blown away by people's generosity. Like, honestly, we have a great community. Um, and this, the success of our campaign year after year is just one of the ways that I think we can see how great it is. Amy, is there anything else that you'd like to add to talk about the campaign? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just excited about how it's going to go this year. And, um, just want to especially thank all of our volunteers for the campaign because we we have a whole cabinet of people who help us drop off information and packets and they have conversations and 
Um, and if and if you're a business and you don't run a workplace campaign and you want to, and you because it's a great team building thing. I mean, what, a lot of our workplace campaigns make it fun. They have raffles, they have prizes. If you increase your donation or your first time, they make it. They, they have coffee and donuts, and they and they sort of use it to communicate to their employees that they have a strong community minded culture. Um, so if you don't if you've never done that, um, come talk to us because it's actually like a lot of fun and. Um, I think you'll see the rewards of doing it in your culture. All right. Well, the United Way of Southern Chautauqua County's annual campaign underway right now. You can learn more by visiting uwayscc.org and contact the United Way through there or even donate through their page. Amy, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much.